Hello, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to the How Social Are You podcast, where we ask the question, are we more or less social because of social media? This is Mark Lindheimer, and you're listening to podcast episode number 16. Today, we're excited to have professional pop singer and social media viral sensation Scott Isbell on the podcast. I can't wait for you to hear his story. So let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Scott. Thank you, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's so great to meet you. I've followed you for a while on Twitter and social media. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm really super excited to be on today. I've, I've listened to a few of your, your podcasts, and uh, I know about all of your Instagram knowledge. Um, so it's going to be a great, great conversation. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, you know, it's, I know it's been pretty hectic for you the last uh, few weeks and months with the election and the inauguration and the deplorable and all the things you've been involved with, not to mention, you know, uh, probably finishing a, a, a session in school and all the things you've got going on. So, you know, what I'd like to do is kind of allow you to tell your story, a little bit of your background. Um, I think you have a, an amazing story as as someone who, you know, uh, has a dream and a passion. You followed it, you know, virtually from your youngest age. And and I think it's so cool. So why don't you share a little bit of your background, you know, what, sh- what you're doing, who you are, and, you know, bring us up to date. All right, so I'm Scott Isbell. I'm I grew up and am currently living in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, it's really really cold here right now. I guess you don't really have to deal with the snow, do you? No, we had a little hail yesterday in LA, which is kind of weird. That um, is weird. Yeah, it's. Uh, I did live in Chicago for for four winters, so I know what the cold is like. Okay, okay, yeah, and so. Um, yeah, the past year and a half or so, I mean, I don't, it's been, I guess, has it been closer to two years since Donald Trump announced, or is it a year and a half? I don't know. It's been, a, it's all kind of been a, a blur, I think, for all of us <laughs> following it and, and pushing it. But, um, you know, I, it was a couple summers ago, I decided, so Donald Trump said he was going to run for president. And I was like, I, I need to write, I need to be the first to put out a, a pro-Trump presidential song. And so I, I, I started writing it. And um, the song actually started out, the song I originally started out called Funkified. I've been Funkified. And it was going to be about my love for funk music and Earth, Wind and & Fire and uh, just, just that genre of music. But then one day I was watching CNN, which was probably the last time I ever watched CNN. <laughs> and... Uh, and I was like, and it was it was Donald Trump on the screen, and it, I remember the 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 clip was about how whether you like him or not, you know, Trump is everywhere in the world. You know, everybody's talking about. It. So I'm like, no, it it shouldn't be funkified. It should be Trumpified. And so I then rewrote all the lyrics from then on out to fit Trumpified. But it was the same instrumental, same everything. Um, and I put the song out and. 
I think a part of it has to do with timing. Part of it has to do with just pushing it 24-7. But, I mean, it eventually did go viral. It blew up on SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, and, I mean, there's been a lot of good things that came from it. Um, I mean, it, it blew up some of my other songs. I mean, but it also did cause me to get hacked by Trump protesters back in February. Um, wow. they, yeah, literally within about 30 seconds, they had taken control of every single one of my social medias. And um, they went into my YouTube and deleted all my YouTube videos that I had posted since, I don't know, probably 2007. Um, so I had a lot of aggregated content of videos that I don't even necessarily have anymore. And I, I should have backed them up, um, but I wasn't expecting somebody to come in and delete a hundred something plus videos. Um, wow. And they then they somehow blocked all of the subscribers I had. Um, they went into my Twitter, took control of that. Um, they changed the phone numbers with all my accounts, the email addresses, the names, everything. And so when I went to contact um, Google, which is YouTube, and uh, Facebook, um, and Instagram, which is also owned by Facebook, um, they Google at first kind of was responsive but not very quickly about helping me with my account. But then when they saw I was the Trumpified kid, they stopped responding altogether. <laughs> so I never got my YouTube account back. I lost about 23 million YouTube views. I lost probably about 65,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, Facebook never got back to me. I never got my Facebook fan page account back. I never got my personal fan page account back. Um, I never got my Instagram account back. And, uh, so I've had to the only and the only social media site I won't bash is Twitter because Twitter actually was really responsive. They were um, super helpful and uh, yeah, they're the only one who really helped me. But um, you know, I've had to I've had to start my YouTube from scratch again. I've had to start Facebook from scratch, and I honestly hate Facebook to begin with because they skew posts nonstop. I'm sure you deal with it all the time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it, and it amazes me before I was posting anything Trump wise, the, the, the audience that would actually see my posts on Facebook to when I started posting pro Trump things. I mean, it'd be, it, it's as if I was just posting like onto a blank wall and nobody was there to, to, to see it because I mean, how can you go from, from close to a thousand likes on a post to one or two likes, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Um, and you know, I think what's interesting though, is whether you like Donald Trump or not, he, he's, he got us all in the habit of calling out the media and calling out these social media sites for their bias, for all of these dirty tricks they play. And, um, you know, I think before, before president Trump, I should call him president Trump now, it's still kind of sinking in with about him, but, um, you know, I think everybody just kind of. I don't remember anybody really um, making a stink about the media being so biased. I don't know about you, but I mean, this has been a, a year, year and a half of complete transformation of our entire media. Um, you know, uh, CNN is at risk of not even being allowed into to White House press conferences if they keep keep these games up. I mean, especially that that article they put out. They took a picture of Trump's parade right before, you know, early morning when there was nobody lined up. 
And what they didn't even tell you is I was in DC and, and they didn't even let people line up in that area for a good period of time. So it wasn't that nobody was waiting overnight for that parade because they were, I mean, for the inauguration, I remember, um, there were literally buses and buses and buses of school kids that were going out at four in the morning to try to get their spot at the inauguration. And I was literally just getting to the hotel at around then. And I was like, screw that. <laughs> like, that's crazy. But, um, you know, I, it's just incredible that, I mean, maybe I got off on a little tangent, but I think it's important to note how incredible it is that one person, President Trump, has been able to transform every social media site, every news source. And I mean, that's worldwide that he's been able to, to have such an impact on it. And um, I mean, you, you saw he even has had an incredible impact on the stock market and that's all because of one person. Um, and you know, he has a big team around him, but at the end of the day, it's all because of president Trump. Uh, it's, it really is amazing. Um, you know, this, this podcast is about social media and how social media is impacting us as individuals and as humans and, you know, the trends in social media. And there's no question that, you know, Trump has, has done an amazing thing, creating a media platform that allows him to go directly to the people, whether they agree with him or not, he is mm -hmm. followed by, you know, millions and millions and millions of people in the number of impressions he's able to generate from one tweet or one video or one post is, is really remarkable. And the, you know, the, the fact that he's shed light on, you know, the dishonesty of, of the news media and the social media sites is really uh, is powerful. And, you know, there are, are countless examples of, of people like yourself who have been impacted by the, the, you know, social media platforms that don't agree, you know, with your point of view and they've in, in effect censored you or, you know, you, you unfortunately were, were hacked and, you know, they went through, and, and, you know, ruined your accounts, but you're not being supported by those platforms in order right. to get reinstated, um, which they could easily do. So, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate the situation you're in, but you've, you've obviously learned a lot through the experience. You're doing, you know, things a little bit differently as you rebuild your social media platform. And, you know, uh, there's something to be said for that. I mean, you're a young guy. How old are you, Scott? 23. You're 23, right? So, and you've been involved in the, in the, um, you know, the pop music yeah. game for how long? I mean, I've been singing since I was three years old, but um, I did a bunch of acting for TV when I was a young teen and into my late teens. But I've been, I've been at, in the music scene pretty much my entire life. I got my start, in, um, I got my start in the entertainment industry by, by performing on stage with Elvis impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. You know, I read your your website, and we'll we'll have an opportunity to share that with the listeners. You know, you know your trajectory of your career is really amazing. From you know, you're getting your start, and the the TV that work that you've done, and the shows that you've been on, the performing and touring you're doing, and including your you know your your management team. And so, I think it's really interesting because you know, you're young and you had all that content 
And now you can kind of take a step back and relook at, you know, now that the election's over, you know, you've you've still got this incredible viral experience that you had. You know, you can use that. And I was I was talking with a friend the other day. Um, actually, I was talking with my wife about it. And we were talking about, you know, what what is good music? What is music that we enjoy? You know, she she went and saw, um, you know, uh, a concert uh, that that. P. Diddy put together. It was like a tour of all of his Bad Boy Records people. And that was her era. That was her her time frame. You know, she loves that music. You know, she doesn't know anything about new music right now uh, because the the music that's pushed on us on the radio isn't what we want to listen to. My yeah. my music is from earlier than that. But, you know, I find new music through, you know, SoundCloud and through, um, you know, YouTube and through social media. I'm, I'm exposed to different uh, types of music and, and I find things that I'm more interested in through that way. And you're able to take advantage of that with your brand and your music because of what you've learned on social media as you rebuild things. You know, you've got so much knowledge and experience. It's unfortunate what happened for sure. Uh, but, you know, you're in a, in a great position because you've got these platforms like podcasts like mine or, you know, your voice radio, yeah. um, you know, working with Bill Mitchell and the team there, they love you. That's, that's when I first heard about you was on that show. So, you know, you're in a great position and I guess I would ask you, you know, how do you plan to, you know, kind of rebuild now that the election's over um, your social media platform and your brand as you go forward? Yeah, so what's been interesting is when I first got hacked, I mean, I was, well, one, they were threatening to dox me, which means they were going to put out my social security. And then they started sending death threats to me, and they were sending death threats to my my younger sister who has all sorts of medical issues, type 1 diabetes, all sorts of stuff, mm -hmm. like on a daily basis. Just, just like the last thing she needs is someone, ha like she, some they hacked my Snapchat, and they were sending, you know, just ridiculous Snapchats to all my friends on there, all my followers. And they're all thinking it's me, you know, sending them. Uh, I don't even know what it, I don't even want to know what it was saying, but you know, so I, and then all my videos were gone and I was just like sitting there, like, what am I supposed to do? And the problem I was having is it was almost like my internet existence had been completely erased. You know, it was like, I had videos of me growing up on there um, and you know, I had no idea what to do, but then I took a step back and I was like, wait, th if, if I spin this correctly, PR wise, this could be huge. You know, if I go on, if I go on as many radio shows as possible, um, I did interviews on uh, Infowars. Um, I, I've done stuff on all sorts of news networks and I, I tell this story. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a powerful story that a lot of people can, uh, I don't know if they can relate to it, but they can definitely connect and, and, and see, wow, I can't believe that happened. Um, and honestly, I mean, there was from the left, I think a big reason they hacked me is they wanted, they wanted me to have to deal with people who were like, oh, that you never had 23 million YouTube views, you know, like, and the left was throwing all that stupid stuff out, you know, um just because for this election especially has just it's been such a crazy divide and i really want that to divide to end because president trump's president now so i mean what's the point of everybody hating on each other but i mean in terms of rebuilding um honestly and i honestly don't even currently use instagram because i i had to create a new account and things just 
I had things going really well in there before, and it just it's hard to pick that site up again. Um, same with Facebook, but the funny thing is, after it got hacked, I started taking Twitter ser- incredibly seriously, and and I have now over a million followers on Twitter. Um, oh, congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, and and I average, um, I usually get a, over twenty million impressions a month, um, and that keeps going up and up and up and up, and you know. Um, and what I've come to realize about social media is is that each site is kind of like its own puzzle. You know, I know some people who are incredible at Instagram who get the most tremendous engagement. And then when they are on Twitter, they have 100 followers because they just don't right. get it. You know, mm-hmm. and for someone like me, I, I get Twitter and, and my SoundCloud probably has like 600 million plays. But um, certain sites like Instagram are not as much my forte. So I, I mean, and and this goes for a lot of people who are in the social media business as well. You know, who who do this for a living for people. You know, I think we all have our strengths and weaknesses with social media. And I think, and this I've really come to this in the past month is that that each site is is truly like a challenge on its own. You know, what works for one probably won't work for the other um exactly. you know the 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 utilization of hashtags and what they do is different on twitter versus instagram because i know on instagram yeah. hashtags are really really incredible and powerful but um and they can be for twitter too but if you look at uh some of these viral social media tween like 14 15 year old kids on twitter they're not ever posting hashtags and their posts right. are blown up 30,000 likes yeah. 20,000 retweets and it, it, it's fascinating to me it's but on Instagram I think the hashtags are really important so I it's all kind of putting the pieces together I don't know about how it is for you no I agree I think you know given where you are to pick one platform and be really good at it and grow on that platform is really the right strategy and that's what I've learned on the Instagram side <clears throat> is get really good at one thing. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you can try and build those other platforms, but it is different. Each one is different. There's, um, there's a great book by Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know who he is, um, but he's a social media guru. And he wrote a book called Crush It. And uh, he probably wrote the book about four or five years ago. It was about how he built his brand on YouTube. You know, he found something he loved, which was wine. He created a YouTube channel, and he all he did was talk about wine. And he ended up selling wine through the channel, so he had a wow. store. And he he built it into a multi million dollar business. Then he built it into a media company called Vayner Media. His second book was called Jab 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 Right Hook. And really, what he says is every social media platform is different. You know, if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Snapchat, you have to treat the content differently. But it's all about consistent content. And that's what you're really good at. You're really good on Twitter at, you know, consistently engaging, consistently posting and consistently, you know, having a call to action at the right time. That's the, the right hook. The jabbing is, you know, giving information. The right hook is, hey, do something for me. You know, please repost this. Please follow yeah. me. Please, so you, you always send a message that says, you know, turn on notifications so you know. Right? Yeah, You're that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing on Twitter is getting getting it's those huge, notifications yeah. on. And that's what I've come to realize is 
is I actually was a part of some of these social media, viral social media star tours with all these young teens. And then I basically, once once I was pushing Trump that hard, I got, basically got kicked off the tour. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is a problem in a uh, you know which is ridiculous in its own because these other kids are posting pro Hillary pro Bernie and they're they're not being labeled as controversial and it's like I'm not posting anything controversial I'm just speaking my views but um, yeah but the notifications are key on Twitter you look at yeah. these these young teens <clears throat> they'll post it they'll post a one word on in a tweet and it'll get a thousand retweets and that's all yeah. because they've gotten they've gotten 30,000 12 year old girls to turn on their notifications yeah they train they've trained their following on what to do yeah and you know and then they they train them how to respond and you've done a really good job of that and that's how you've been able to grow so quickly to a million followers you know along with all the media that you do which so I, I applaud you on that I think that's a really smart strategy that you'll be able to implement on other platforms as you go forward you know you're gonna be really good on Instagram you know, one day when you go back to it, because it's a visual media and it's very much about the video, it's very much about the personal connection and you'll be able to use some of the same tools on Instagram, um, you know, and, and we can talk about that offline. I think that's that would be a great next step for yeah, you. Yeah, because I totally I do miss using Instagram. It's just it, yeah, it's, it's been like it to me. It just sucks having to start back at square yeah. one again. Um well, we'll, 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 you know, it's, uh, you did it with Twitter, you know, and, and, uh, you know, so I'm sure things will work out for you. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, uh, your, your current, um, business, right. Your, your current, uh, place with your management company, uh, with how you're doing, you know, how do you, how are you getting your, your music out there, how you're promoting yourself? Do you have any tours in the future that you have planned? You know, what do you have going on in your, in your career? And then also talk a little bit about where you are with school. You know, you're, you're going to a, a prestigious, um, you know, arts college, I believe. And yeah. talk a little bit about that and how, how, um, how important that is to you and your family. Yeah. It feels like a communist college sometimes, <laughs> sometimes seriously, but, um, but liberal arts, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, I have no tours currently scheduled. Um, I pro I'll definitely be doing shows within the next couple months, maybe three. Um, I've put shows on hold because I, I'm I'm trying to finish up some projects. I'm doing I'm doing the music for a new Howard Stern video game um, for a video game app for the Whack Pack. For uh, do you know? I don't know if you will listen to Howard Stern ever, but there's. Mm -hmm. Beetle, I'm really good friends with Beetlejuice and his manager Bobby Rooney, and and they came to me. And they're like, we wanna, we're doing this video game for Beetle f as an app, um, and and you're the only, you're the only artist <laughs> we know. Can you do our music? And I was like, for sure. So I'm working on that right now that with um, my friend Jeff Timmons, who is um, the founding member of the boy band 98 Degrees. Um, he and I are doing a lot of music together. Um, he's helping produce a lot of my stuff. I do a lot of my own producing and mixing and mastering and songwriting. Um, so I have that going on. Um, and I have some solo solo songs I'm working on. But, uh, you know, I'm tr I, I guess what I'm trying to do is find the balance between work working on music as an artist, you know, working the artistic side, but also not ignoring the social media end because... I mean, there are 
so there are millions of incredible musicians out there that just will never get a chance to be seen or heard because they just yeah. either one they don't understand social media and two they refuse to use it they think it's right for whatever reason um and you know it's finding that balance whether whether you have a business um whether you have a business, whether it's a wine business, but it's finding, you know, put it, finding that balance between the time you spend online and the time you spend on your business. And it's all, it's all kind of this puzzle of, of putting it together um, that, I mean, I honestly don't have it all figured out. Um, you know, I, I, I had accumulated about 23 million YouTube views before those communists deleted my stuff. But, um, I came to realize about two weeks ago, I'm like, damn, I've been using YouTube completely wrong. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't even know how to use it properly, you know? Um, and so I'm I'm excited to, to start, uh, you know, exploring YouTube, you know, because what I was doing um, with YouTube that I think was wrong is I was sharing my videos from all the other platforms I have which is good, but that was basically the extent of my interacting with that one community. Right. And what I've come to realize is Twitter, I mean, YouTube on its own is a community. Twitter yeah. on its own has its own community. Instagram yeah. has its own community. And, um, and, and, and things such as Snapchat, I've, I definitely utilize Snapchat more and more these days because I've come to realize that Snapchat has its own community. There's people like my brother, my older brother who, doesn't even really he sometimes is on Facebook but Snapchat is pretty much the only social media app or platform that he utilizes so if all I'm doing is posting on Twitter sure. he and 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 this other core group of people are never gonna see what I'm up to and and um, and it's it's interesting uh, to to kind of draw out or map out what type of followers you have based on which platform it is I think I think that's a really interesting um, path that you can follow. And as you flesh this out, just a suggestion, you know, write down or document what you're doing. And that's something you could package into for, you know, teaching people, you know, offering even a course to, you know, anybody who wants to build a brand on you know, YouTube or Twitter or what have you, you know, uh, that people are looking for that type of education, that type, they're willing to pay for it. You know, yeah. how do, how do I grow my following on YouTube? How do I get more engagement? How do I grow on Twitter? Everybody's looking for that. If you look at search terms on, on Google, you know, those are big, big searches with regards to each platform. And, you know, you have this advantage of having done it before making mistakes and doing it again you know, the comeback. And so think about, you know, how you might be able to benefit other people as you, as you go about this, because one day you might be able to tell your story and, and, you know, write a book about it. I'll just label it those damn communists <laughs> title it that. <laughs> That'll sell. That'll be a big sell. <laughs> um, so, so let's shift gears a little bit here. I want to I want to ask you because the the question I ask, um, and really what the podcast is based on is: Are we more or less social because of social media? And you know, uh, you've got a very busy life. You know, you're you're a you know uh, 
a pop star, you're, you know, you're in school, you've got, you know, this viral presence, you're, you're active in politics, you know, you have strong beliefs and, um, you know, social media is a platform that we use, but from your experience, looking at your peers, do you believe that we're more or less social because of social media? And do you have any advice for people on how to, you know, go about their social media lives? Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting question. I think, um, I think in one sense, I mean, if you go, I, I, if you go to a bar, you look at everyone at the bar and they're all on their phones, not the whole time. Um, I mean, my, my, I've been told, I mean, I wasn't at a bar before a couple of years ago, but, um, you know, I was told that everybody used to socialize at bars, that it was, it was a place to meet new people. Um, and now it's become more something where everyone has their heads buried in their, their phones. Um, and I think, yeah. I think on that end, that's kind of unfortunate because I think there's something really powerful with that human to human face to face interacting on a daily basis. I think, I think, uh, the generation even younger than mine is, probably the most able to use technology but that's the only thing they're able to use they don't know how to they don't know how to to um interact with adults you know in an appropriate manner they don't understand uh certain mannerisms they don't realize you know kids i know so many people around my age or younger who refuse to pick up the phone but the, you text them and they respond within five seconds you know and it's right. it's like in a sense, are we are we building up the the younger generation to to fail by not giving them because eventually they're going to have to enter a workforce and they're going to have to yeah. deal with people unless they're really unless they're a really badass entrepreneur who comes up with something or they're a computer programmer uh, like some of the programmers I work with who have no social skills at all and they don't need the social skills because they code right. they code like a a monster but. You know, on that end, that's bad. But at the same time, what's incredible about social media is some of the some of my closest friends that I call my closest friends today are people that I've met on Twitter, people that I've met on Facebook. Yeah. And to be honest, I've never even been with them in person in real life, but I trust them right. more than almost anybody. And um, I think that's a I think that social media I don't think social media will ever go away. I just think as as a society, we have to learn how to potentially use it more appropriately. Um, yeah. You know, I, I myself am, am uh, you know, on Twitter nonstop. I mean, you know, during, I try not to pull it out during dinner, but it's hard not to, um, you know, because there's this sense of all, especially with texting and everything there and Snapchat, there's this sense of everything has to happen instantaneously today, you know, um, back in the nineties yeah. with email You'd send an email and, you know, you'd be happy if you got a response that day. Um, yeah. And today it's like some people I deal with, if I don't respond right away, their contact be like, are you pissed off me? It's like, no, <laughs> I'm trying to get through all my texts and, and I'm just chilling. And it's like I have friends who, like, don't understand that I just – I when I'm watching a TV show, I, like, I just don't want to have my phone out. Like, that's like yeah. a, that's like alien-type behavior to them. Um and so I just think, I think for people like you and I who use social media and do it as a business, that's one thing. But I think in general, everybody could definitely um, use some, you know, taking 
you know, taking a step back, seeing, you know, when, when do I need to shut it off at night? Because I know I'll lie in my bed for hours on my phone. And I guarantee you if I didn't have my phone lying in bed, I probably would have been asleep two hours earlier than if I had my phone out. Um, you know, I think we just have to start, we have to start learning how to, I don't know. It's all it's all kind of overwhelming. The social media and and life in general. It's it's also instantaneous, but it's also such an incredible thing because I feel like I get most of my news from Twitter's trending um, topics. Mm -hmm. The only thing about Twitter's trending topics is anytime there's a celebrity trending, I always think that they died or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the joke. When <laughs> yeah. When I see Betty White trended, yeah. oh, I always think she's dead. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious. No, there's a really really good point, Scott. That that we have to learn to kind of moderate. Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty of this, you know, um, to pick and choose the times where you know social media is is the focus, and especially when we're with other people. You know, you and I met through social media. We actually met on the net, you know, the new social network uh, called Gab. And, yeah. you know, we reached out to each other. We connected. I invited you to come on the podcast. You're like, heck yeah. And and now here we are. We're getting to know each other. We're talking. Yeah. You know, I haven't looked at my phone one time since we've been online here and we're getting to know each other on a personal level. You're right. I haven't looked at my phone either. And that's what it is about. And so like you talked about, you know, there's a, there's an old show called and based in Boston called Cheers right? Where everybody yeah. knows your name. There was no social media back then. They got to know each other in that bar and that's what bars were. You know, I travel a lot for business and, you know, as soon as I get to the airport, I'm on my phone virtually from the time I get to the lounge, you know, before the flight, um, all the way through the flight until I get to the car. And, you know, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not interacting with anybody. I, I rarely bring my head up. I'm guilty of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm making it a point you know, that I should interact with people more. I should be more aware of my surroundings. And my wife is really good at reminding me to unplug and to, you know, put the phone away and to disconnect. And, you know, so I'm, I'm very mindful of that when I'm meeting with people in person, you know, the phone, you know, the volume's turned off, the notifications are off. I'm, you know, basically present for that meeting or, or that time together um, so that, you know, they have my commitment of my full attention. And I think that's really important because social media can be a distraction. And, and um, you know, so I'm glad you, you brought those things up. It is, it is important to have kind of boundaries and it's important to have discipline too in your social media and not be on it all day long. You know, accomplish what you can for periods of time and then do the other things you need to do. Obviously, you know, I'm going to be editing this podcast. That takes time, you know, so I have to block time to do that so that I can bring it out in a timely manner. You know, you're, you're producing music, you know, you're writing music, you're working on, you know, that, that video game, you know, that's work. And so, you know, if you're blocking time for that and then come back to the, the social media, actually follow, um, a, a podcaster slash, um, motivational speaker called Jocko Wilnick. And he's a retired, retired Navy SEAL. The guy's just a, a beast. And, and he, if you watch, he does all of his Twitter replies at like some ridiculous time of night. You know, he's up at 430 in the morning to work out and he show, he tweets a picture of his watch. And then sometime later in the day, he spends one hour responding to tweets and that is all. And his, his only replies are like two to three words. <laughs> but he's very disciplined. 
and he's very successful. And, you know, we can all probably bring some of that discipline to our to our um, social media game. So, well, this has been great, Scott. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to meet you and for you to tell your story and, you know, the, the, the you know, the you know, what you're, what you're taking away from the experience of, of having so much social media success and, you know, kind of having it taken away from you and rebuilding it. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, you really have an opportunity to help people realize that, that, you know, they need to be careful and they also need to have a strategy in order to grow their, their social media. So I think, I think that's been really, really powerful. Oh, of course. Yeah. Anytime you want me to come on, uh, seriously, uh, anytime, um, you know, I think we all can learn a lot from each other, uh, listening to other people talk about social media and their experiences, but also contributing those experiences, I think is a very powerful thing. Well, I, 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 I love your story and you know, I will have you on again. I think you bring a unique perspective because of what you've been through and the fact that you're, you know, you're young and you're, you know, you're, you're you're making all these moves. Um, and I think it's a, it's a great, um, thing to keep people updated on the listeners. And I look forward to sharing, um, the podcast with my following and, you know, you sharing it with yours and, and, and us growing this together. Um, why don't you share, you know, how people can follow you, how they can find you, your website and, and on your social media, um, links. Yeah. So my website is scottisbell.net. That's S C O T T. I S B as in boy E L L dot net. My Twitter is Scott Isbell underscore because some asshole stole uh, at Scott Isbell gears before I could get it, and he hasn't tweeted since like 2013 or so. It kind of pisses me off. But he's also the same guy who took Scott dot com, and I've never been able to get a hold of him. <laughs> he probably thinks I'm insane, but. Um, and then I do have a gab, as you said, that's at Scott Isbell. Um, I have not really used gab that much, to be honest. I don't know if you have, um, you know, I definitely want to explore it some more. Um, but yeah, the, the main ways to reach me are definitely Twitter at Scott Isbell underscore and my website at Scott or Scott dot net. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm sure the, the, Listeners will be reaching out to you, and um, I encourage everybody to follow Scott to check him out. Um, what about on YouTube or, or on SoundCloud, or do you have links off your uh, webpage to those? I have links on there, but my YouTube is youtube.com slash Scott Isbell Music, and then my SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash Scott Isbell. Um, I haven't been on SoundCloud much these days, but uh, there's a lot of stuff up there for sure. Yeah, no, it's great. And well, uh, Scott, I really, really appreciate your being on the podcast. You know, uh, for the listeners, if you if you enjoy the podcast, you know, please check us out on iTunes. You can um, find the How Social Are You podcast up there. We'd love a five-star rating. Any comments, that helps the show quite a bit. Um, you can find us on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Spreaker, and uh, some of my content's up on uh, SoundCloud as well. We're getting more of that up uh, gradually. And so, yeah, they have a podcast um, section. Yeah, they do. And, and I really want to take advantage of that. It's a, it's a really good platform. Um, you can also find me on social media, on Twitter, uh, M. Lindheimer, on uh, Instagram, N. Lindheimer, on Facebook, M. E. Lindheimer, on Gab, which we were talking about, Gab.ai. It's ML. 
I actually have just my initials there. And um, that's the advantage of I being in, the first on a platform. I was gonna, got in there really, really <laughs> early. <laughs> so um, it's a great platform. It's it's uh, you know it's really uh, designed to be a free speech uh, platform for everyone, and um, you know everybody is welcome. And and uh, I love I love the heart of that uh, of that platform. You can also email me at mlindheimer at gmail.com. So, you know, uh, once again, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll look forward to sharing more podcast content in the future. Thanks. Mm-hmm.